friends, thanks for joining me for another Worship Wednesday. We are right in the middle of Holy Week, and I am so looking forward to this weekend with our Good Friday service at Hope, our Easter Jam Kids event on Saturday, and then celebrating our risen Savior on Easter morning. I've been reading a few things about the cross and the resurrection of Jesus over the past week, which sent me on a deep dive about what historians, both Christian and secular, have to say about the resurrection. I found it so interesting that multiple articles, books, and blogs by those claiming to be atheists or agnostics have concluded or at least admitted about this claim that Jesus was crucified, buried, and then came back to life. For you and me who are followers of Jesus, who hold to the word of God and the testimony of his disciples and the apostles, our faith is literally nothing without the cross and the empty tomb. I read a quote that said, quote, A Bible without a cross is the Bible without a climax, without an ending, without a solution. The spiral of sin that began in Genesis 3 must be stopped. The death of Jesus terminates the downward spiral. In Jesus' body, he took on the sin of the world and paid the price of all humanity. Paul starts 1 Corinthians 15 with a quick recap of this gospel. Verse 3 says, For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. So, for people of faith, we receive that truth. We've accepted it as our only hope of eternity with God, and we live as followers of Jesus, not because we can comprehend this miraculous and impossible truth, but because we've experienced the peace that that can't be explained, the goodness and faithfulness of God, and so much more. But for people who aren't in the family of God, especially these skeptical scholars and historians, to admit that there is something beyond their understanding, something supernatural even, is fascinating to me. One article I read was written in 2020 from Christianity Today and referenced an interview where a non-Christian New Testament scholar named Paula Fredrickson finished by saying, quote, I know in their own terms what they saw was the raised Jesus. That's what they say, and then all the historic evidences we have afterwards attest to their conviction that that's what they saw. I'm not saying that they really did see the raised Jesus. I wasn't there. I don't know what they saw. But I do know that as a historian, they must have seen something. End quote. The article goes on to say, Fredrickson is not alone in supposing that these followers must have seen something. Virtually every Bible scholar across the Western world, regardless of religious background, agrees that Jesus' earliest followers believed he appeared to them alive. This is what launched the world's largest religion. You guys, that's amazing, right? The article goes on and highlights other things in history and archaeology that point to the reality of the crucifixion, the burial site, and the resurrection of Jesus. But the biggest proof that is actually agreed on, again, by those who aren't followers of Jesus, is the number of eyewitnesses. The New Testament gives multiple accounts of Jesus revealing himself after he rose from the dead to numerous people. The passage that I started with from 1 Corinthians 15 goes on to say in verse 5, And that he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me. So many things from biblical accounts have been studied. Some have been proven or confirmed by other manuscripts or archaeology. Some have been laughed at and mocked. 
Some of those who have been on the quest to disprove miraculous things have actually converted to Christianity after their deep dives. But here's what we know. It's the Spirit of God who opens their eyes. No matter what is proven or agreed upon, at the end of the day, it still comes down to faith. And we are a people called to believe what we cannot see. The author of the article includes this paragraph that I just want to read to you. He says, quote, The extraordinary nature of Jesus' resurrection reminds me of my favorite scene in Shakespeare's Hamlet. The play opens with the wondrous, strange appearance of Hamlet's dead father to Bernardo and Marcellus, and then later to Hamlet's friend Horatio. Horatio is the skeptic of the group, and Hamlet challenges his disbelief of the supernatural in this exchange. Horatio, O day and night, but this is wondrous strange. Hamlet, and therefore as a stranger, give it welcome. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Shakespeare speaks throughout through Hamlet, telling us what to expect the unexpected. Welcome the strange and extraordinary. It is indeed wondrous strange that the ghost of Hamlet's father is appearing to people, but do not reject it for that reason alone. Your philosophy should be wide enough for the supernatural. More things are happening in our wonderful world and beyond than you can imagine. If your philosophy is not wide enough and open enough to include the miraculous and the extraordinary, then you need a new philosophy. We should be open to the miraculous claims from the ancient world and in modern times. Our philosophy should make room for the unexpected, strange, and extraordinary. End quote. So the song I'm sharing today is called Alive by Natalie Grant. You may have heard it before. In fact, you may have heard it here at Hope when our choir performed it as part of an Easter cantata a few years ago. Kylie sang the solo with the choir filling out all the harmonies and building this beautiful dynamic. Alive, alive, look what mercies overcome. Death has lost and love has won. Isn't that powerful? In anticipation of Easter Sunday, find some time to listen to Alive today. The last line says, I am his because he is alive. We choose to believe it. He is our risen king and he is alive. <laughs> 